Hello and welcome to another very tiny episode of Save Station Radio. It's so small. They're so small. I'm your host Dustin and with me is Cotter. Hello there. And uh, this week we're talking about Nintendo's Pikmin. As I learned it was and not Pikmin, which I thought it was my entire life until like two months ago. It's Pikmin. Yes, M-I-N. Uh, of course, developed by Nintendo EAD, released for the GameCube on December 2nd, 2001. Weird December release date for that one. And the Wii on March 9th, 2009. Got a release. Yeah, so the GameCube one, uh, December 2nd, 2001, was not too long after the GameCube's release. The main thing, it was in development prior to the game's, GameCube's release, so it was aiming to be as close to launch as possible. That's why the December release date seems a bit weird. And then for the Wii, it was part of the new Play Control lineup, which I want to touch on real quick. You know about this lineup? I do. This was a line of GameCube games released for the Wii with updated controls, as the name suggests. There was a handful of games for this there are seven in total um there's of course pikmin uh and its sequel pikmin 2 which we will talk about next time there is also mario power tennis and donkey kong jungle beat uh there's a version of chibi robo but that uh is the only new play control game to get a release only in japan it sucks i know it sucks so bad i want to play chibi robo so bad you guys and then the other two are Metroid Prime 1 and 2, which did not get standalone New Play Control releases in the States, but um, are technically included as they were ported in the Metroid Prime trilogy. Nice. Um, so why don't you give me some background information on this game? Um, obviously, this being an older first-party Nintendo title, development history is kind of murky on this one, but... I'll do my best. It started with Mario 128, as a lot of things did back in this time. If you're not familiar with 128, we should link that video, because it's really interesting. It was a concept for the GameCube with, uh, as as the name would suggest, 128 Marios running around. It's really interesting. Yeah, and these Marios, they could pick up items, they could roll each other around like balls, they could just kind of run around and... Um, it was also a demonstration of the lighting capabilities of the GameCube as well as the real-time morphing terrain that the GameCube could do. So I think it's mainly just like the idea of having a lot of uniquely animated characters on screen at once was something that they were aiming for for Pikmin, obviously. In addition to that, the original concept for the game started as this game that was kind of just conceptually known as Adam and Eve from the way the developers have described it from this uh, interview that I couldn't find an exact source on, but it is hosted on unseen 64. Now from what they described, it sounded almost like a prehistoric Sims where you'd kind of just watching out their lives. And then um, they grow and grow a village. And then that village then goes on to fight like big mammoths and stuff. So uh, as that sort of developed, they, and the concepts got fleshed out, they decided that maybe just fighting the mammoths was the fun part. So they decided to focus in on that. There was a demo that they whipped up that showed the characters all carrying something. 
together. And that really cemented like what this game was going to be into something that we know today. There's also a couple iterations where uh, the Pikmin weren't different colors like they are in the final game. They were all black, but they were different shapes. Um, and they kind of just looked like ants. And they sort of evolved it into what we know today. It's That's really interesting, uh, especially that first concept for a Nintendo game. You don't usually see them go for something like that. You know, something a little more... I guess adult sounding, yeah, a more realistic high concept, yeah. yeah. Especially playing on religion, I feel like that's not, you know, <laughs> that's pretty rare for them. Or if they do do it, they, you know, back in the day they cut out a bunch of crosses from Zelda, right? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, it's, it's interesting. There's also a couple things where they uh, made it a lot more complicated of an RTS than what it became, and then they scaled that back just to make it more accessible. If you are listening to this and you're asking yourself, what is Pikmin? Pikmin. It's called Pikmin. I still want to say Pikmin very badly. That's what it is. It's Pikmin. Pikmin. No, it's Pikmin. Pikmin. <laughs> um, I mean, you're like, what, what is that? So as as mentioned earlier, it is an RTS. Essentially, it's a Nintendo's taken an RTS. You play as this little guy, uh, Captain Olimar, from the Super Smash Brothers series. You probably know him there. That's where he originated from. Don't yeah. tell me otherwise. It's probably just his more popular appearance, honestly. <laughs> uh, you crash land on a planet, and you find these little guys. Your, your ship is in disarray, complete disarray, and you need to repair it. You're, much like the Pikmin, also a little guy, so you can't really do the repairs yourself, so you end up finding these little Pikmin who are part of the... Are they technically Flora? Yeah, they're little plant creatures that you pluck out of the ground, and then they're just little guys with leaves and flowers yeah. on their heads. So you find these flora to kind of help you out. Uh, they aid you in tasks like carrying the parts back to the ship primarily, but they also do combat and some light puzzle solving. And that's basically the the premise of the game. There are three different types of Pikmin, uh, red, yellow, and blue, kind of uh, going towards that like airing on accessibility uh, for a real-time strategy game. And, I mean, that's that's pretty much the basic premise. Did I miss anything? Yeah, the Olimar crash-landed on the ship, and his life support is going to end in 30 days. Oh, right, the time limit. Um, so you need to... There's 30 ship parts that are missing, so you need to collect all of them within the 30 days, or else you'll die, <laughs> essentially. And if you don't get all of them, there's still a chance that you can hope to escape back to your home planet. Right. Uh, so this is my first time with Pikmin, Pikmin. I have never played them before, but you have. This is one of your favorite series. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your personal history with it? Yeah, so my personal history with it goes back to almost as long as I've been playing home video games. Um, I got the GameCube at a very young age, and one of the games I got with it was Luigi's Mansion, which we've talked about before. In the options menu of Luigi's Mansion, there is a menu option that says view a Pikmin movie and it shows a trailer for the still in development Pikmin and I thought it looked so cool and it was such a uh, unique premise and world and stuff um, 
this kid me was very into it so i did what i did a lot of the times back in the day i just went and rented it from my local library <laughs> i sat through i was not very good at it because i was again very young i want to say about like seven or eight years old i played through it uh, got the bad ending because i was not very good at the game I uh, did that a couple times, but I rented that game from the library several times just to play it and uh, never bought it for myself, unfortunately. But I love this game. I mean, I played it a lot as a kid, so there's that nostalgia bias. Uh, I then got a copy for myself for the Wii and played that a bunch of times and got better at it. But there's something about this world that's so charming and the gameplay is just tense enough while still being casual enough that it's um it's interesting to play it's the mechanics are accessible but not uh too complicated that it becomes frustrating like it's just like everything about this game really appealed to me as a kid and i still absolutely love it to this day nice well we tipped into sort of our, our top of our reviews there then um and for mine i uh again first time playing this the only experience i've had with pikmin is through smash uh, you know, one of those things. And I uh, ended up really liking it. It's I I don't think it's perfect. I definitely have problems with it. But I ended up having a pretty good time uh, experiencing this series. I should also preface before we get too deep into this review. I am not an RTS fan at all. My only experience with RTS games literally is the Halo Wars games. So... Between this and those, I have now only played RTS games that are kind of primarily aimed at casual fans. <laughs> yeah, I think I've tried uh, the original StarCraft at one point, but yeah, I am not an RTS fan by any stretch. Yeah, I want to just put that groundwork out there just because like, I have com some complaints around difficulty and things like that, that if you listen to that and you're like, oh, this is like an easy version of it, understand that this is my, this is the third RTS game I've played in my entire life you know, over so many years. <laughs> like, so, you know, I understand that's where I'm coming from when I talk about this stuff. I understand it's supposed to be very casual and easy. Uh, but I, I did find it quite challenging <laughs> in a lot of spots and, and very stressful because of that time limit, which I think is both interesting, but also kind of, it kind of hurt it for me a little bit. It made it, again, it made it more stressful than I think it needed to be. But yeah, we could talk about that in a minute. Is there anything else you want to say briefly before we get to full-on review? I know you said a lot there before I did. Um, the soundtrack, just so I don't forget, because we sometimes forget in these episodes to mention the soundtrack. The soundtrack is really good. This game, I think, has probably one of my favorite soundtracks. It's really good. It's really chill, super nice. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's really charming. I love how the soundtrack dynamically changes based off of what you're doing. So it'll add more percussion if you're carrying things or it has a separate mix of the theme to accompany boss fights like it makes it feel a little more alive just by the music there's a couple of moments where it plays when it shouldn't but other than that it's very very nice yeah i i agree um let's talk about versions that we played i played the wii re-release and you played the gamecube one this time around right yes uh this time around i've played both versions many times <laughs> right and the Wii version primarily, as we mentioned earlier, the difference there is it uses motion controls, uh, specifically pointer pointer controls, which I got to say, I cannot imagine playing this game without that. 
I think this is one of those cases, one of the rare cases where a multi-platform game is probably best played on Wii. Yeah, the pointer controls are really nice for that game. I think the only thing that I prefer the GameCube version over is the swarm mode, where you could take your swarm of Pikmin and use the C-stick to steer them around and swarm enemies and then maneuver them around. Uh, That's done on the Wii version by holding the down on the d-pad and then kind of pointing to steer them it feels a little bit awkward there but the pointer controls overall are very very nice yes well we're talking about soundtrack and i I feel like that we can you know i know we don't really talk about gameplay first but like i feel like that transitions better into just talking about the general visual presentation because this is probably my favorite thing about the game i think it's very adorable i love how cute it is i love the little pikmin i think they're all very cute i love olimar i think he's great i love the sort of cartoonized spaceship and that's each individual part it's all got this visual cohesion that is really nice even it's got it's one of those games where even the enemies you fight are all pretty adorable <laughs> like it's all just cute in a really interesting way yeah there's a couple enemies that stand out from the rest as being kind of scary but yeah they're all pretty cute uh which makes it horrifying when you realize that the the Pikmin are formed from the corpses of their dead enemies. <laughs> I mean, so are we. What is up with that? They just eat them. Ooh, I like it. I like it. It's fine. I'll, I'll like it one bit. <laughs> I mean, this is a species that when Olimar lands, they are literally on the brink of extinction. Like, there's just a handful of them left. So you're kind of rebuilding a species that was wiped out. <laughs> That's true. But on that native note of presentation, uh, and as much as I love the art, one of my biggest complaints with the game as a whole, uh, and I know this this probably is modified if you're playing it through an emulator, you could probably bump up the resolution, but it's quite muddy. And I, I think it was one of the few things that really hindered uh, sort of basic gameplay, where I did feel like there were some elements that I just, it was hard to tell some specific smaller enemies, or I literally didn't know they were there. Uh, because of how muddy the resolution is and granted i am playing a wii on an hd tv which doesn't help but i have played cleaner looking wii games so i don't think it's entirely that i don't know how the gamecube outputs it i can't imagine it's much better um i mean output the output's pretty clean i did play it on a crt so <laughs> it's not yeah be... and that probably does help what specific examples were you miss like not seeing enemies though uh, there's just like some specific like dirt textures and then like smaller, like the smaller, like bug type enemies where like, just like, I didn't see that there till it was attacking me or whatever. Just, just little things like that would happen every once in a while. That's, that's interesting. Cause I've never had that issue like ever. I feel like all the enemies are pretty telegraphed and, uh, pretty visible against some of the backgrounds, but I, I don't, I, I, can see that being an issue i've just never experienced it myself yeah um and then to talk about some control stuff uh getting into gameplay the the gameplay loop i really like for the most part it's kind of building up your pikmin army much like a lot of these rts games you're you're limited in the number of pikmin you can have out on the field with you i say a lot of these the ones i've played halo halo wars does that (laughs) where you know you only have a certain about you can't actually have out on the field yeah here it's a hundred yeah you build them up by going and collecting resources and then having the pikmin carry them back to specific spawners 
and at first, like the most obvious one, they're this very video gamey. Like, it'll it, they're like pills that are different colors, and if you have yellow Pikmin, pick up a yellow colored pill that says one on it. They'll bring it to their thing, and you'll get one Pikmin out of it. Uh, you'll get two. You get two. Yes, yeah, sorry. If you match the correct color, you get double the Pikmin. I think you just get bonus because like some of the five ones just give you like six, so you just oh. get a couple extra. Weird. Yeah, um, and the bigger those are, the more Pikmin you'll have to carry them. They're, they're larger numbers. Uh, so you so you're, so part of the strategy there is managing like who what Pikmin is carrying what back, what do you have in reserve for combat or whatnot. Um, so so there, that's where the RTS element comes in. But that's that's basically build up your body. You can also bring the corpses of your dead enemies, <laughs> and that will also produce more Pikmin seeds for you to pick. So so those are how you build up your basic armies. Then you take them out. You will fight boss creatures or just find parts out in the open. And those parts will usually, not always, require a large number of Pikmin to carry back. So you got to make sure you have a strong force. And then yeah, I think the will... minimum size is 20. I think there's some that are 15, right? There might be a couple that are 15. but yeah, they're, they're I think rare. there's two that are 15, but the rest are 20 or above. But yeah, they'll, they'll carry that stuff back. They'll all work together, but it's quite slow. Again, you kind of got to have to think about that. Uh, think about that strategy along with the day-night cycle, which is, you know, governs how much time you can spend on any level. Yeah, I believe each in-game day is about 11 minutes. Right, so you, you're very limited on time. Again, that's where the RTS strategy stuff comes in. Yeah, once that day runs out, you uh, it'll become nighttime, and you'll have any Pikmin that are not in your squad or next to the ship will get eaten by the nocturnal predators so you'll abandon them on the surface and they'll get eaten so you have to make sure you're gathered all up you're done working for the day before that timer runs out because you'll lose some yeah and i think when that loop of landing the ship on the planet in the morning and getting your pigment ready assigning them different tasks while you're running around doing stuff finding a part finding boss getting the part from that boss and then like wrapping it all up in the day when that all sings perfectly i think it's wonderful i think the gameplay is is exciting it it makes sense um and and those moments are really enjoyable i do have some specific problems with uh how the game works we, we talked about three separate types of pikmin they are separated into colors yellow blue and red uh and they have they are better at certain things and worse at others yellow Pikmin can be thrown farther and they can pick up explosives. Yep, they can be thrown higher so they higher. can reach high, higher ledges. I believe red Pikmin are better at combat, right? They're, they deal slightly more damage and they are resistant to fire. Right, and resistant, they, they are just straight up invincible to fire. I believe some of the fire attacks do... Uh, another mechanic with the Pikmin is they can have either a leaf, a bud, or a flower on their head. Um in that order and then if they're at a flower they're going to be faster and stronger than uh than the alternative but i believe if they get hit with the fire attack they just drop down one level so they go from flower to bud oh i didn't even realize that but they don't die <laughs> which is more than the other ones so that's good and then there's the blue pikmin who who can go in water i not do they do anything else like nope just go underwater okay. they survive in water um, and the other Still ones very useful. <laughs> um, the flowers is not a huge deal. Um, like it, 
is kind of a marginal thing. Like they're going to be more useful, but not like, you're not going to feel bad if you don't have flower Pikmin in your party, um, unless you're traveling a long distance and the poor little leaf Pikmin can't keep up with you. <laughs> um, so in order to get them to that flower stage, you can either leave them in the ground before plucking them and they will gradually grow their flower. Or you can find in the environment, you can find big blobs of nectar and feed your Pikmin that, and then it'll instantly get them to flower stage. Right. Um, and then also in the levels, there's like barriers that you can have the Pikmin dig at to to break down. Like I said, the yellow ones can pick up bombs and those can destroy bigger barriers. They can build bridges uh, in specific locations. And those all take time. And the number of Pikmin you've assigned to do those tasks, the shorter that time will be. So again, it all plays into the strategy element of of the uh, of the systems. Uh, my biggest issue with the game as a whole are the actual commanding of the Pikmin. I think is loose in a way that can create a lot of frustration. They kind of just blob on onto you and follow you around, kind of at their discretion, and you can't kind of assign them to walk in roll rows or anything like that. And that can cause a lot of like unnecessary Pikmin death. Uh, which could be frustrating when you've built up an army and then you like happen to walk by a river, you as Olimar are walking by at a safe distance, but then like half of your red Pikmin fall into it, uh, which happened to me a lot. Yeah, if they fall in the water, there is a chance that you can whistle at them and they'll dig themselves out. They'll chance. swim back. But if you're on a cliff, they just can't. <laughs> like they can't get to you. Yeah, the the swarming, that's why I think the C-stick works better for this, because you can kind of steer them in a way to, like, move that glob in certain spots um, with the C-stick or with the D down D-pad pointer thing that I mentioned. So that's where you, if you're going near a body of water, you're going through, like, a narrow thing, you can steer them to a side or um, to be a little bit out of the way, but it's still very loose. There's a couple moments where you go across, like, a narrow bridge that doesn't have walls, a lot of them have walls and that's fine because the Pikmin won't cross those obviously. But there's like one specific one that I'm thinking of where there's a narrow bridge and then off to the sides is water, but there's no walls. So if you're trying to get anything else over it, it's either better to just throw him over the bridge <laughs> or to try and steer a smaller group through it. But uh, yeah, it can be kind of frustrating how imprecise it is. Yeah, and the swarm mechanic does help, though that does lead into one of my other frustrations with the game is I think it's quite bad at tutorializing you. There were several instances where, like, at the end of the day, you'll get a little cute little, like, journal from Olimar talking about, you know, enemies and stuff. There were instances where he would mention things, and I'm like, wait, I can do that? I'm really late into this game, and I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> and, like, it might have come up in the tutorial, but for whatever reason, it just never reinforced that. And I, I felt like the swarming mechanic was one of those where like 20 days in, I was like, oh, wait. Oh, that helps a lot. I didn't realize I could do this. <laughs> like, And that, that could be quite frustrating. Yeah, I think it's a little bit unnatural on the Wii version as well. Um, yeah, it's cause, weird. Because you might be inclined, if you're just like a gamer on the GameCube at that era, you might be inclined to use the C-Stick to control the camera. <laughs> And then it wouldn't do that. It would control the Pikmin. You'd kind of be like, oh, okay, I could do that. And then as well as like the end of the day logs, which don't always trigger the same way. They kind of trigger based off of events that happen. Um, so if something overrides it earlier, then you can't see that tip earlier. A little bit inconsistent, but 
other than like that and maybe a couple other mechanics later on, I think the day one tutorial does a pretty good job of just explaining what is happening in a general sense. Not the specifics, but like here's how the game kind of works. Yeah, I do wish there was more about that swarming mechanic because it is a pretty important mechanic. And I, I just, I don't remember if it mentions it in the in the uh, tutorial. I'm sure it does. But... I don't think it does in the day one tutorial. Okay, it should. It should. <laughs> yeah, um, so that that's quite annoying. The other thing I have, this only comes up in a couple instances and actually one specific level where I found this to be the most problematic. Uh, but sometimes the Pikmin can be quite stupid. Yeah. In the way that if you send them to carry an object back to the rocket, they will take the long way around instead of the short way uh, occasionally. And that can be quite frustrating, especially since you're under a time limit. And if you're getting close to the end of the day, you're like, oh, I can get this back in time. And then they just start going the wrong way around. And you're like, oh, it's just like it, it kind of can hit that that annoyance um, where you're just like, I, I love you little guys, but you're idiots. Stop yeah, that. Yeah, there's also the occasions when they will either trip and fall down which is cute but then they're slower or they will um kind of not listen to you like you'll swarm towards an enemy and then a couple of them don't grab on or swarm towards a wall and then you're just like not all of them grabbed on um there's occasions where actually the only time i had to restart a day in this this playthrough was because i had a pikmin with a bomb rock that I threw accidentally and it decided to throw the bomb at a flower, <laughs> which all of my other Pikmin were next to. So it killed like 90 in one go. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm restarting the day now, but <laughs> that was the only time I had to reset this run. Another great segue into another complaint. And I, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing all of my complaints up front. Uh, so don't worry. I do like the game, but another one of my complaints is I think unit selection and switching sucks. And I really hope that's something they evolve in the in the sequels, because on the Wii at least, when you want to pick a unit, uh, so you throw the Pikmin. That's a major mechanic where you throw them at things to to assign them tasks. So you're throwing them at a bridge, you're throwing them at a flower, you're throwing them at an enemy, right? Or you walk up to it and swarm them towards it, right? <laughs> like yeah, or you a, can. That's do a faster that. way, but um, yeah, throwing them is a good way to get on top of an enemy or. Uh, get to a specific location it's it's very practical and also when the game doesn't tell you about the swarming mechanic that's what you did most of the game. yeah that's fair <laughs> which is totally fine and it's cute i like the little animation of throwing the guy little sound effect goes hmm. yeah it's it's really cute but selecting them is annoying it's to throw an enemy you hit a and they'll just throw it where you're pointing but if you need a different kind of pikmin because they all are better at different roles so the red pikmin for combat you pick up a yellow pikmin you have to hold a and then press b on the remote to switch it out I'm glad you brought this up because um, that's that's a good way. That's that's a good way to do it. <laughs> it um, <laughs> okay, it must be worse because I do not like it. <laughs> uh, because I played the GameCube version and that feature is not in it. <laughs> oh, so it's just random? It's just whichever one you're closest to. So if you're in the middle of the swarm, it kind of jitters around between which one you're closest to. Um, or the mechanic it actually wants you to use is to disband all of your Pikmin where they go into the separate colors and then just pick up that one squad that you need. But then you run the risk of the loose Pikmin just attacking random things, triggering things you don't want to, or running into the river. Like it's, I never really want to disband my entire squad because I worry about them, but it is faster to get specific Pikmin that way. So I think it needs like a weapon selection wheel. 
honestly. Because yep. the problem is you just cycle through them at whatever order they're in. And uh, that's three to four, depending on if you have yellow Pikmin with bombs. They will then count as their own group. Uh, three to four options. And that's fine. It would be fine if, like, okay, I cycle to the red ones. I need the, just the red ones. And, okay, now I'm just going to spam A and just start throwing them over there. But the problem is... If other Pikmin get in the way of that, even though you've cycled to the reds, it will just throw them along with it. Uh, yeah, it's, so, again, it's whichever one is closer. So if they decide to walk in front and you're, they're then closer, you get picked up and thrown. It needs like a, no, you're just throwing reds. Uh, and you know that could be quite problematic because let's say you need blue Pikmin to go into the water because they're the only <laughs> ones that can survive the water or at least you know are going to be fine in the water. Uh, you know, you might accidentally throw away some other guys that you didn't need to, and like that can cause frustration. Or specifically, the bombs you throw—you want to throw like three bombs at a wall because you know it takes three explosions to break it. You throw three bomb guys, but one other guy gets in the way, and then he tries to break the wall but can't, and then he gets blown up by the bomb. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. So yeah, you're right. They want you to use this mechanic where you can whistle and they'll all break apart into their groups, which it's kind of a slower answer and I, I don't love it, but I, I, it can work. But the problem is like, I feel like like at least 40% of the time, those groups still weren't super organized. So if I need the, the yellow group, I would still end up with like blue Pikmin in there. And I'm like, how, how <laughs> you guys. The only time I used it is when I was in a big open, a large empty area where I knew they weren't going to get into trouble by disbanding them, and I knew that if I whistled at a squad, it would be exactly that squad because they had enough distance to spread apart. If you're in any like com- confined space, they will just start being too close to each other. So that could be quite frustrating. Th- those are my biggest complaints with it. I have a personal issue with the time timeness of it because I just find those games stressful. <laughs> so, But that's kind of a personal problem. Um, I restarted from my last save quite often. Yeah, which I wouldn't super recommend doing because while it is 30 parts in 30 days, you think, oh, I can get one part a day. Like, you can get a couple. You could get it a little faster. What was your final tally, like your days and parts? 29 and 30 parts. 30 parts in 29 days? Yeah. All right. Um, I've been slowly getting faster at it so this one i got all 30 parts in 17 days nice and so to transition into being more positive about it then that's what i'm excited about whenever i decide to replay this game i know i'm going to be more efficient at it and better and that is exciting to me that is where i think this game is going to sing when you you're bringing back multiple things a day and you're having your pikmin do multiple tasks at once like that is what's exciting to me um and i think inherently there's just gonna you don't have to build up that knowledge so your first playthrough is going to be the roughest anyway but that is like in a couple of years when i come back to this game that is what i'm looking forward to yeah it's uh like luigi's mansion it's very replayable i think uh both of these games luigi's mansion and pikmin they incentivize uh replay value by both being pretty short i think pikmin won your first time what was your final play time do you know uh, I don't, and it also got super messed up because I just I'm neurotic and restarted sometimes like five times in a row. Okay, I think first playthrough, it's about like eight hours, I think is fair. Once you start knowing what's going on and how to optimize some stuff, like it can be, uh, you could get it to around like two or three hours. Um, speed runs of this game are under an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's 
it incentivizes replay value as well also by just having a leaderboard at the end um i was actually surprised to see that this is the same memory card i i've had since i had a, i was a kid so i still had my original uh, leaderboard scores i don't have the original save files but it keeps the leaderboard scores separate so i have the original first two playthroughs i did where i only ever got nine parts in 30 days getting the bad ending oh at least i beat kid you <laughs> <laughs> you did do that you actually beat the game rather than just failing so there's two playthroughs with that and then there's another one where i got uh 15 parts but still failed and then there's the two playthroughs i did as an adult where i actually beat the game in i think 20 and 17 days so that's just on the gamecube version i've played this game quite a few times but um yeah it incentivizes you to just do it faster in less amount of days or do it without losing as many pikmin because it also tracks that it's very it's very replayable i think it's fantastic at that and and i do want to mention the logs again because and I probably should have just written down specific ones, but they're very cute. I, I really enjoy them. And you kind of get them at the end of each level, and you also kind of get little bits when you find a part for the first time. You'll talk about it. Um, some of the parts are like things that make sense for a rocket, and then some of them are like a button. And it's very goofy. There's two decorative objects that he got from his kids, which I love. Those are the big green circles. Then there's some that is like, here's a bolt that the salesman said is very good. Uh, I don't know That's what it does, but one. I have it. <laughs> That's my favorite one. It's very good. Or an analog computer that makes noises at me. I don't know what it does, but I have it. <laughs> yeah, the writing is just very, very charming. I love when he gets his uh, back massager back in the ship. He's like, oh, good. I can finally <laughs> relax a little bit more. Uh, without going into spoilers, I do want to mention there are a couple of environmental puzzles in this game, like a couple where you have to use specific Pikmin at once to do specific things to get them all lined up in a, in a specific area. And they only do that a couple of times, and I wish they did it more, because I actually liked that stuff a lot. Like assigning the right pick, the right colors to the right areas? Yeah, like, there's a, the a, you know, the final mission is just like a big version of this before a boss fight, and I kind of wish there was just more of that in general in the game. Yeah, I think uh, the standout moment is in that second level where there's an offshoot that has a bunch of flamethrowers in it. You know that uh, area that I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah, that's probably the standout for it. Where you have to use all three types to, in conjunction and swapping them out to get to locations. And uh, Yeah, I, I do really enjoy the puzzle elements, but they are pretty sparse, you're right. Yeah, it's kind of more about that swarming, like the, just that combat. Like it's it just feels like weirdly like more like an RTS <laughs> normally would, which is weird for a Nintendo. The main like overall focus is uh, planning out your day and your overall journey, like through the whole game and through that whole level, rather than each individual moment. So it's planning each thing to coincide with each other to coordinate this thing to be quick about it but um which is why it makes it so fun to replay but you're right the moment to moment could be a little more focused on either combat or puzzles or something else and it's not necessarily like 
the base criticism. It's me just going, I, I really like that and wish there was more of that. Because I, I also like the combat, you know, when I'm not throwing the wrong Pikmin or whatever. You know, I, I it, it was just cool. And I, I wish it had more of that. But, I mean, there's two sequels. <laughs> That's true. Uh, three sequels. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, is there anything else we should talk about before we move on to spoilers? Um... Not that I could think of. I think. Oh, I didn't touch this. What is challenge mode? Uh, challenge mode. It drops you into one of the levels of the campaign, and it tasks you with growing as many Pikmin as possible in one day. So there's just pellets scattered around. You're trying to optimize grow as many Pikmin at once in one day. Okay, cool. Uh, pretty simple. I didn't spend any time on it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, I guess that is a thing to note, especially in this era where GameCube games are just hella expensive, way too expensive. Uh, it is quite short. There are five maps, right? Technically uh, there's, six? No, there's four levels, technically five. Right. Uh, so it's quite a small adventure. Uh, so honestly, if you could play this by other means than purchasing a used GameCube disc, that'll cost you too much. You probably should look into that option. <laughs> Or the Wii version. The Wii version is not too expensive, and I think in a lot of aspects it's better. So, see, search, search that one out. I think what did I pay for it? Like thirty bucks. That's not too bad. Yeah, I, I've seen it cheaper, but that could have been a while ago. Yeah, so it's definitely one worth looking into. Just be wary; it's it's quite small. So if you're you know if that's important to you, just pay attention. But to that. I mean, maybe you'll become a huge Pikmin fan like me and spend sixty dollars on the GameCube copy. Yeah, let's uh let's move on to spoilers and this is one of those much like when we talked about Crash Bandicoot or whatever spoilers aren't going to ruin it for you. I don't think there's much to spoil here, but I mean, you know. Yeah, that's you could figure out where the story goes. <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's some fun little things I want to talk about. Um but you know, so you can keep listening if you want or if you want to go completely blind, uh whatever. All right, I think it is super fun that this game takes place on a post-apocalyptic Earth, I think. Yes, it's great. It's it's really fun. Uh, I do wish they played around with that a bit more. Like, Oh, just you wait. There's only, okay, that's exciting. Because there's like a couple cardboard boxes and just little elements around, but I wish it was Some more. Some paper bags, yeah. Yeah, I want more Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you'll get that. Okay, good, that's super exciting. Um, I want to start off asking, did you encounter the two optional bosses? Those beings, the Smoky Prog and Gulix. Oh, I I got to be honest with you, I cannot remember names. You'll have to describe them. I got all the parts. So if they had parts, then yes. No, these are the two optional ones. The Smoky Prog is a big um, poisonous frog looking dude that you will know because he's absolutely terrifying. I guess I He's didn't. also the first spirit in Smash Ultimate that you get. Okay. He appears in the distant spring level if you arrive there before day 15. Before or on day 15. Is he from the egg? Yes. Okay. Did you see the egg? I saw the egg. Did you break it? No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> he sucks. He scared the absolute <laughs> out of me as a kid. 
Um, he's this big poisonous frog. And the worst part about it is that he goes, he ignores you and your Pikmin. He goes directly to your landing site where your onions are. The onions are the Pikmin chips that sprout things. Um, and he will actually pluck Pikmin out of the ground and kill them. <laughs> That's brutal. It destroyed me as a kid because I didn't save scum back then. Um, so I lost a good hundred Pikmin that day <laughs> because all the all of them just got plucked and died. Like, it's brutal. This time, I said I beat the game in 17 days. I got to Distant Spring, obviously, before then. And uh, I just didn't break the egg. <laughs> I was like, nope, <laughs> this guy. If you do manage to beat him, you have to throw Pikmin directly at his face, not on his poisonous back. If you do manage to beat him, he drops a golden pearl, I think. And whichever onion that goes into, it sprouts 100 Pikmin. So it's useful, but only if you don't lose more than 100 in that in the fight against it. That's brutal. Uh, the other optional boss, which I did not encounter, I don't know if I've ever encountered it, actually. And I've played this game a lot, but definitely not this playthrough, is Gulix. Uh, Gulix is a big amoeba with two nuclei. He appears in the impact site, the first level, on any odd number day after eight. Wait, you see the little, like water guy um you have to use the blue pikmin yeah he's a big blob oh i fought that guy like 10 times okay yeah so that's one of the optional ones oh uh if you show up on any odd number day after day eight then he'll appear if you show up on the even number days then the stone guy who puts your pikmin in the ground shows up oh interesting yeah uh well 10 times is exaggeration but i i went back there for the second part and then uh, went back to to farm Pikmin for the final encounter, um, yep. and yeah, yeah. So I fought that guy a couple times. Um, very annoying boss because <laughs> it just takes forever. <laughs> yeah, he's only weak to blue Pikmin because he'll just drown the rest of them. But yeah, okay, yeah. No, I have fought him before, but it's um, I mean, this playthrough I didn't encounter him because I went back and got the second part on like day four. So <laughs> that makes sense. I love those like big little like. Are they like beetle guys like the red and yellow dudes they've showed up in smash um the, the bulb orbs yeah see you know names i do not uh, i love those guys so much they're so cute the ones with the spotted backs and the two legs and the yeah stock eyes yeah they're the best <laughs> hate those birds though the birds the um swooping snitch bug yeah they they, they suck they can they can go die are they the, they're the ones that pick up your Pikmin and then plant them somewhere else. Yeah. No, 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 not those guys. The, those guys are annoying too. I mean the one that burrows from the ground in the second level. Oh, the burrowing snagrit, where it's just a big long bird neck and they eat your guys. Yep. I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> we killed one of them and then just ignored the rest and carried the part through them. Okay, good, because there's three, but only one of them has the part on them. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Shout out to the ship being called the Dolphin. The SS Dolphin. I don't know if that's an intentional reference, but it is. I like that. Uh, a reference to the GameCube's code name Dolphin. Right. You didn't know. Uh, there's a lot of those. So like Wave Race Blue Storm also has a reference to the Dolphin. Um, and then Super Mario Sunshine obviously takes place on Isle Delfino, which is a dolphin shape. That's cute. I love that some of the parts are represented on your ship. That's like super satisfying. Yeah, that's my fa- I was 
uh, as I was playing through it, I was looking at the parts that do show up because some of them have physical models that show up on the ship and then some of them just kind of get added to the number. <laughs> and then as you clear certain tiers, you unlock new levels, but also your ship improves. So like it gets more side paneling or gets turned upright in the case of the first one. So it's nice to see your ship, you know, be more stable as it goes, but some of them, some parts do specifically actually show up on the model, which is cool. Yeah, it's it's neat. Anything else? What did you think of the final boss? Um, the final area, appropriately named the final trial. Um, the area leading up to it, like you said, is a cool environmental strategy puzzle. You know, use the My right favorite section to... of the game. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. The final boss sucks. Yeah, it's just kind of like a war of attrition. <laughs> yeah, um, there is some loose strategy to it. Like you can feed him bomb rocks that will stun him and then you can throw Pikmin at him. But since it's so unruly to pick the right Pikmin and you're trying to do it while dodging attacks, like, yeah, it becomes a war of attrition to just kill him by throwing a bunch of guys at him. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple restarts because he he can wipe out your whole squad basically in one, one movement. But once you realize that like, oh, it's this specific animation and you move out of the way, it becomes quite easy. Um, and it's just kind of about just holding out and continuing to throw Pikmin at it, which a lot of the enemies in this game are, but they're not quite as they just don't quite don't they don't have as much health, so it's not as noticeable. But on this one, it started to get pretty boring, like halfway through. Yeah, I mean, it is the the Emperor Bulbax is the name of the boss, and it's just kind of a big version of the regular Bulborb enemies. Which I guess is kind of fitting for a final boss, but it's not super interesting. Compare that to some of the the regular bosses or the um, even the mini bosses like the Armored Cannon Beetle, where they have at least more interesting strategies. The Armored Cannon Beetle, you have to throw a Pikmin into its like um, when it sucks in before it shoots a boulder out. You could throw a Pikmin in that and then it has to exhaust out the back and then you can throw Pikmin at it. So you have to... Yeah, I like that boss. Yeah, you fight it twice. I mean, you can fight it twice. The first time you can skip it if you want. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a risk where like if you stand in front of it to get that throw, you have to make sure you hit it because if you don't, then your squad is going to be right in front of the boulder and it's going to get squished. So you have to either be ready to dodge or just be confident that you're going to actually hit it and then you have to deal as much damage as possible before it shakes them off. Um, the burrowing snagra also you're going to, trying to be aiming for where its head is not just throwing it at the base of it um so if you miss then you call him back same with the beady long legs that's the big tarantula dude that just falls from the sky oh i like that one too um you have to throw it at this pod in the center and not at the feet Um, but if the pikmin get shaken off and they fall then they're gonna attack the feet so you have to call them back and then throw them again i guess just for completionist the other mini boss is the puff stool which one the Oh, mushroom. that's the poison. Yeah. That one was kind of annoying. I felt like that that's also another case where the muddiness of the image where like yeah, it, it that turns your Pikmin evil and because they're the little Pikmin, they 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 become like sort of darker colored. Um and I I found myself getting attacked and not realizing why. <laughs> a well, of times. and if you whistle they I think they get added to your squad and then they start attacking members of your squad. So like they're yeah. annoying. Yeah, they are annoying. But, I mean, I just killed it in one go before it had a chance to do that attack, so benefit of playing it a second time. 
I, I just remembered it. I don't like those frog enemies that jump on you. The Wallywogs. That's because yeah, they're they, annoying. They suck. There's a specific area in, in, or a specific one in Area 3 that, like, comes at you over the water, which is quite annoying if you don't just have Blue Pikmin. The Forest Naval or the Distant Spring? The Forest Naval. I guess there's in the Distant Spring, too, like that. But, like, it'll be on the water, but if you end up dragging it to land with you... It becomes it frustrating because if you have Pikmin that aren't the blue, it'll fall and then some of them will fall in the water. It just It's just kind of a, it can be a little bit annoying. The ones in the forest navel, they, um, there's two kinds, I guess. There's the gray ones and then the yellow ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yellow ones, I feel like, are easier to stun lock than the gray ones. Yeah, because if you get enough Pikmin in there, they'll hold it down, right? Yeah, and they can just kill it really quickly. But I don't know the gray ones. I found to be harder to stunlock that way. So. Yeah, I think part of the problem is too usually usually coming at them with blue Pikmin who are to just don't do much damage. Edge, you don't have you don't usually take a hundred blue Pikmin at them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, they can they can easily squish quite a few. So other than you failed and you did get off the planet and you got every part and you did is what's the is there any other variation in endings? Um, well, I want to talk about the bad ending real quick. Okay. Uh, did you trigger the bad ending just for fun? No. No, because you did 29 days. Okay. The bad ending shows the Olimar runs out of oxygen or runs out of life support. It's not oxygen because Earth has oxygen and it's poisonous to his species. Mm-hmm. So his life support runs out and he's like, well, I have to just take off regardless of how many parts I have. If you don't have enough, the ship... Uh, explodes and comes crashing back down and the Pikmin pick up his body and carry it to the onion and it gets absorbed into the onion and then it sprouts an Olimar Pikmin. So it's Olimar's head, but it has the little leaf coming out of it. That's horrifying. It's really scary. And then uh, he's just sitting there in the ground and then the game ends or the screen fades out. Yeah, it's really spooky. The normal ending... I can't remember, actually. There are a couple that are optional, um, a couple parts that are optional, but uh, the normal ending just sees him go fly away, and then the Pikmin kind of await his return, I guess. So Omar does make it home, but the Pikmin are just kind of in the same spot they were. Uh, In the good ending, the happy ending, uh, you get all the parts, you fly off, and the um, Pikmin wave goodbye, and then they sort of organize themselves to go attack a bulborb. Yes, I was going to mention, like, they just start, they're just like, oh, look at the, look at these guys. Big and tough now, huh? They're like, oh, we can just do this? Cool. Yeah, so those, those are the endings. I think it's, it's pretty clear that there's, like, a good and bad one, but then there's one that's, like, good if you put in a lot of work but didn't quite get there. Nice. I think that's everything I have. Yeah, I think so. I think... My main, like, criticisms of the game, I guess, is that, like, um, some of the Pikmin types aren't distinguished super well, where, like, the red, they get, they're immune to fire, but there's, like, a couple instances where that's useful. The yellow ones aren't resistant to anything. They just carry bombs, which isn't super useful, and they can be thrown higher, I guess. And then the blue ones are, like, way overpowered in what they're immune to. <laughs> and then, yeah, the game's kind of short, I guess. is kind of a complaint, but you play it a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on who you are and what you're looking for. Yeah, as we'll go in the trilogy, though, of the mainline games, uh, I believe we are doing Hey Pikmin, but I'm not <laughs> looking hey, forward to Pikmin. it. Hey Pikmin! 
yeah, there's an explanation point there. Uh, in terms of the trilogy though, I think this one's still my favorite. It's not the best, but it is my favorite. Well, I'm excited to test that theory in our upcoming episodes. Yeah, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we are recording this ahead of time, so if everything goes to plan, if everything goes right, next up will not be Pikmin 2. It will be Horizon Forbidden West. Um, and we're staggering these so we have enough time to play Horizon because it's going to be quite a big game. So if you came for this for Pikmin, I understand that'll be in a month assuming everything goes to plan. Um, so so you have a bit of a wait for that. Uh, but we are planning on playing through the Pikmin Quadrology? Quadrilogy. The quadrilogy. Uh, so Pikmin 1, 2, 3, and then Hey Pikmin uh, on the 3DS. So, yep, we should we should have episodes on that coming at you in the future. Um, you know, if you've liked the show, if you haven't listened to anything, check out our back catalog. We've done a lot of fun platformers and action games, and we've got a whole list of them, if you're curious. Uh, if you'd like to keep up with our, us and our evolving schedule, you can follow us at SafeStationPod on Twitter, uh, where updates will be posted. And where can the people follow you, oh, Connor? Uh, you can find me at ConiferSSR. Um, where can they find you? You can find me at Dustin H. Dragon on Twitter. Yeah, once again, thank you for listening. I am excited to see these little guys again. I'm excited to see how these games evolve. This is a series I've never played, so that's 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 exciting for me. So I hope you're excited. And, uh, you know, if you have thoughts on these games, tweet at us. Let us know. If you've played them before, if you're playing them for the first time, whatever, let us know. Yeah, or share the share the show with a friend. Helps us out. You know the spiel. Review. Five stars. You got it. If you're an advertiser, let us hawk your garbage. (laughs) 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 Anyway, thank you for listening, and please remember to always be good to each other. Yeah, and take care. Bye.